Welcome to Inner Peace to Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to Inner Peace to Go. This is the first episode of season two, and I am so excited you're here. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get into today's guest, I want to let you know that I offer one-on-one coaching. If you are looking for some assistance, looking for a cheerleader and a boost and some guidance as you cultivate more inner peace and healthy habits in your life, I am here for you. So let me know if you are interested. I'll include a link in the show notes, but I would love the opportunity to meet you and see if that's a fit, if that's something you would like to try. So Today, my guest is Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey. She is an organizational psychologist, a coach, an artist, and the host of the Painting Your Path podcast, which is all about creating life on your own terms. And in this conversation, we cover so much ground because Clarissa is someone who had a corporate career but knew from a very young age that she wanted to be an artist. And then during the pandemic, she made the pivot and became her own boss. And now she has time to paint every day and she inspires others to paint their own path, to create their own life of their dreams that includes their creativity and often can include an escape from corporate life. So she's a very inspiring individual and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. In it, we talk about how to find the courage to go after your dreams, especially when you've been discouraged by society or by your parents, the importance about making a decision when it comes to creating your future, some strategies for dealing with the inner critic, both physical and psychological strategies we can use to get past that, and the importance of taking a baby step every day that no win is too small, and by taking these steps, we gain momentum that starts to propel us forward towards our dreams. So I know you'll find this conversation inspiring. I'm so glad you're here. Without further ado, please welcome Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey. Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Sandy. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh, me too, and it's been so long we've been wanting to connect, so I'm I'm thrilled that it's finally (laughs) happening. Yes. So you have created this extraordinary life for yourself where you've evolved through your life, through your childhood, teens and 20s. I mean, I guess as we all do, but but right. for you, you got closer and closer and closer to this life imagined where you're working as an artist, a psychologist and coach. Can you talk about how you did that and <laughs> and sort of what what were the main obstacles that you had to overcome yeah. along the way? Oh, such a, such a great question, Sandy. And, you know, it's funny because when I talk about my story, I feel like I knew as a young person, the type of life that I really wanted to have. And I identified as an artist when I was five. And I feel like I say this story all the time, but when my mom asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, oh, I want to be an artist. And by the way, they bought me all these art supplies. <laughs> and so I was like painting all the time and drawing. And I remember my mom saying, 
oh, child, you're not, you know, she kind of laughed and she was like, you're not going to make any money until you're, you're dead and you'll be famous after that, like Pablo Picasso. And so maybe it's time to think about something else. And so, so that was, was the, a big obstacle. Like I think so many people, you know, we want to make our parents proud. We look up to them for their wisdom, but I knew at a young age that, some, you know, I had this idea that the artist's life was for me, didn't know what that really looked like, was kind of dissuaded from it. And I also loved chatting with people. I really loved having like little one-on-one connections with people, learning about them and just wanting to always elevate them. And fast forward, uh, you know, many decades, I'm also a coach. So I knew that those those two things were going to be part of my life. And honestly, Sandy, how did I get to where I am today was through a ton of trial and error of trying to fit within the confines of who I thought I should be versus who I truly wanted to be. And then I, you know, when the pandemic hit, so I'll just fast forward to the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, it was again, like, oh my gosh, another time to pivot. Cause I feel like I'm the queen of, of pivoting and evolving to the next thing. And I had so many different careers, but then when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, girl, like, when is this working for yourself, doing the things you love? When is that going to be a reality? And so again, I was hit with that, that question and wondering like so many people like, Hmm, is this where I really, am I doing what I really want to be doing? And so I finally left, I finally decided. And that was, that's the other thing that I want to share with, um, all the listeners. It's really not until you decide, you know what, this life that, that I'm imagining this life is worth pursuing this dream that I have. And it really wasn't until I decided to set my corporate expiration date that, um, you know, that's really what, what the big shift was, was setting that date. Oh, but it's so scary because I feel like it takes so much, (laughs) it takes so much faith because it's like, we don't have evidence yet for this, like, we have it in our heart, right? That Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what I want to create. And like, I mean, you knew since a child, like, this is for me. Like there was no, yes. like in many ways, no question of what your innermost self was saying. But then when we want to create that for ourselves, it's like, there's this leap of faith and there's like, what if it doesn't work? And I feel like yes. that, what if it doesn't work is so big oh, and loud. It is. What really keeps us from having the lives that we imagine? How much of it is making the decision? How much of it is overcoming fear? How much of it is growing faith? Is it all of the above? Can you speak to that? Yeah, I think it is a little bit of all of the above. I think we tend to catastrophize. I don't even know if I said that right, but I think we really think, we tend to really think the worst versus the best. And, um, you know, I think back to Dr. Joe Dispenza and what he says about how many just thoughts we have a day, 60 to 90,000. I don't really remember the numbers, but it's pretty much like 90, 95% on repeat the same, like living the same day over and over and over again. But the good news is there's that other percentage where we can 
shift into to dream to possibility and and also look for the evidence because there's evidence already that we have that we can achieve our goals we can do difficult things i mean just think back to when you were a baby you didn't come out of the womb and um running a marathon you didn't even walk and we can learn we can grow um if we choose to look at that perspective look at life that way it's so important like you said to look for the evidence because it's like we can we're maybe predisposed because of negativity bias to look for the evidence to the contrary. Like, well, see, yes. this person tried and it didn't work. Or remember that one thing I attempted and it never came true. Yeah. Instead of looking at like, well, you know, I did manage to like graduate from high school or graduate from college, <laughs> right. or, you know, like I did, I do manage to pay my rent every month. Like I can yes. do stuff. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think we just, and that's something that I, that I do every month with my clients at the, you know, and it's, perfect at the end of the month, the beginning of the next month, before you move forward, really take a look back and just say, hey, what did I accomplish? What did I accomplish today? I mean, this past month. And no win is too small or too big. What did I do? Did I um, did I reach out to somebody? Did I send that email? Did I, did I do that, that um, live so I'll just share a quick story. One of my clients was just, just like, oh, I'm so terrified to go live. I don't want to, I'm an introvert. I don't want to be seen. And, and she makes quilts. And so I was like, you know what? You don't have to show your face. You can just show your hands working on the machine, creating your pattern. That's also, that's also, you know, connecting with people too. So we also get to be creative and in, in what we can do and how we can expand ourselves. And one step, just taking one small action every day is all we need. It's so important. I think sometimes we said it like, well, I mean, I need to, you know, write my book proposal by tomorrow, or I need oh, to like, yeah. you know, I need to record all my podcast episodes by next week. It's like, no, <laughs> all you really need to do is take one step in that direction. Yes. One thing at a time, one foot in front of the other. You don't need to see the whole staircase to where you want to go. It's just that, that one step. And I don't know if you've read the book Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck, Sandy, but that is such a, you know, great resource that I turn to all the time, that growth mindset of, you know what, I'm not there yet. Yes. I'm taking the steps and I'm not there yet, but with effort, with time, the appropriate feedback from people who can help us, we can achieve anything. It reminds me of, um, and I'll, I'll mention that book here in a second, but it also reminds me of this, um, I don't even remember who said it, but it was like, you can, your headlights only illuminate so far in front of your car, but you can drive the whole way that way. Yes. You don't oh, need great to see analogy. the entire distance. But anyway, for listeners who aren't yes. familiar, uh, Carol Dweck is the one who talks about fixed mindset versus growth mindset mm -hmm. and fixed mindset. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Fixed mindset is like, I have all the knowledge I'll ever have. Um, right. This is, I, I am cooked. This is it. This yeah, is this is it. <laughs> and the right. No more. <laughs> and the growth mindset is like, no, I can always learn something new. I can yes. always get better. I could always um, evolve. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. How do you help your clients find the clarity and the confidence to take these little steps to to guide themselves by the, you know, headlights on the car? Yeah, I know. It 
it can be so overwhelming and it really, I mean, and I don't have a great answer for this, but really the only way out is through and we don't get the clarity until we take that action. And it really is just, so I, I, I like to, I, I see myself as this relentless cheerleader for my clients, but also that, um, I also love giving tough love. So, so I'm kind of both of those things. And I think it's really just helping, helping people see a very next step. Like, you know, a lot of my, I'm a multi-passionate person. And so a lot of people who work with me are like, oh my God, I have a million ideas. I don't know where to begin. And a question that I asked them, and I learned this from, um, I want to give credit to James Wedmore, who has the the podcast, Mind Your Business. He was just like, well, what if all your ideas, what if you knew they were all million dollar ideas? Which one right now really resonates with you the most? And we just start there. It's just a place to start. And I know that's like easier said than done. Trust me, like um, when I did the exercise, I think I, I had like 10 ideas. And then I just finally picked one that felt really good and easy. No, like very low cost. How about that? So right. people are like, I don't know which one to choose. Well, maybe, maybe choose one where you're not having to spend thousands of dollars. <laughs> maybe pick one that's easy for you um, and just start there. That is so brilliant because I think, you know, and, and you touched on this earlier, this idea of like, it's a hypothetical situation, right? Like we don't know if it's going to work, but we automatically assume it's not going to instead yes. of automatically assuming that it would when it's 50, 50, it's hypothetical, right? Like we it don't is. know. So I love this idea of assume they're all million dollar ideas. And until you try it, you don't actually know, but assuming it's a million dollar idea instead of assuming it's a failure and it sucks is going to like, let you have that little spring in your step to do the next thing so true yeah and then once you once you start building that momentum it will get it will get easier and it can be fun and that's another thing that I I try to instill with my clients and myself like because this road to creating the life you love is going to be filled with twists and turns and how can you continue to look at this as how can I make this fun? How can I make this light? How can I make this as easy as possible and really look at everything as an experiment? Let's just dive in. Let's see what works. Let's see what sticks. Let's see how we feel when we do it. Yeah. And yes. And I, and I think we sometimes give up too, too easily. And so what I also say to people is after you do something, take the time to do a reflection, look back and, and ask yourself, huh, what did I really love about this process? What, maybe what's one thing that I could do differently to make it even better? How do you help your clients? Cause it feels like one big obstacle, and maybe this is me just projecting my own self, but like this, you know, the inner critic and sort of the fear, how do you help your clients overcome that? Yeah. Or, or, or balance that out. Right. Or work with it because it's, I mean, I, I feel like it, it, that darn critic just doesn't ever go away. How about if we just say that? Can we just acknowledge that? I, I really feel like it doesn't matter what, um, you know, where you're at in life. I, f I feel like, you know, 
you could be a millionaire and still feel like you've got this inner critic because just because of all our conditioning from the past. Um, so what I love helping my clients with is like, again, going to the evidence. All right. So one thing is to keep a, and I think this was from Marie Forleo, I'm borrowing from all the people, um, having a hype file where you, you, it's texts, it's message, it's emails, it's voice memos, just reminders. It could be friends, family, coworkers, um, your, your kid's teacher, whoever, just having those positive feedback, having those messages somewhere in a file, <laughs> whether that's digital or old school, like me on paper, like printed out, just having those reminders that you are an amazing person. You are helpful. You can do difficult things and having that, having that positive reinforcement is, is an exercise that people can do. And, you know, for me, Sandy, and I think I picked this up because I've been doing self-help for, for such a long time. I think this might've been landmark education for anybody who have, who has ever done landmark. Um, I just, anytime that inner critic comes up, I just literally say out loud, it might be crazy. I just say, cancel, cancel. Love like it. cancel, cancel. I, and I might say it a lot and a lot of times in a row, I might say it for an hour, but that is really what over the decades has helped me to just get over myself. Like when that thought comes up, because it will, don't try and shove it down. It'll come up. I just say, cancel, 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 cancel. And let me go to my hype file and find, and find <laughs> evidence that, you know, um, I matter. Yeah. What I hear you saying is like, be prepared and don't like, so we don't have to be like, oh my God, inner critic, what the hell? Like, we know it's going to happen. Here's some strategies. Cancel, cancel. You can look yes. at your hype file. One other one that this was bringing to mind as you were speaking was um, Anne Lamott, the writer Anne Lamott, who has published many books, a very celebrated writer. She says that when her inner critic comes up, when she's writing, she pictures them like little mice. And then she puts the mice in mentally puts the mice in a jar with, you know, air on the top, but yeah. like they're in a jar. So she's like, you guys are going to sit there. Yes. I see you. You're sitting there and I have work to do. <laughs> right. So it, it sounds like we need to kind it. of like, yeah, these are just mental strategies or like yes. psychological strategies that we use to overcome what otherwise is kind of like aspects of ourselves standing in our own way. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Or getting up and moving. Just getting up to like, sometimes if I'm sitting, like if I'm sitting down and these thoughts come, come to my head, it could just be standing up and just taking, taking a walk to, to get some water in the kitchen or something and just kind of shifting the physiology as well. So important because it's all energy, right? So it's like, yeah. you could stand up and shake. You could kind of give yes. yourself a stretch, like move something around, move it around. Yes. Like physically move it around too. Physically mentally. Moving. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what about for people who I know you work with a, with a lot of clients who are sort of still making that transition from the corporate yes. world into their creative life. And I think a lot of us are again, projecting can feel trapped in that corporate environment. Like, Oh, but I need yes. the medical insurance. I, you know, right. like I need the structure. I need the paycheck. How can we navigate that like say we're still a distance from from leaving the corporate job yeah how do we navigate that to feel more at ease maybe to feel a little less burnt out a little less stuck 
Yeah, that is such a great question. And the truth is like, prepare. If you know that you one day want to leave and maybe you set your date out for like three years from now, let's just say that. Prepare, put money aside, let your job be, be the little bank for your creative endeavor. You don't need to quit tomorrow. I didn't. I, I, you know, I had a great, I had a great job, you know, for, for a long time. And then I was like, okay, but I know this isn't where I'm supposed to, to die <laughs> and, okay. you know, is and stay forever. And so you just, you prepare, you put money aside, you, that's a great time to just start experimenting and have fun. And you could journal out, well, what, what would my dream business and life because it's all, you know, together, what would that look like? And just, just start there and you can do a whole lot. You can save a whole lot. And I know so many people over the pandemic, how, how much money they actually saved. Um, we couldn't travel. We couldn't go out to eat and we couldn't go to shows and yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what I also say is you don't need to quit tomorrow because yeah, the, like I could never just have left without having something, something resources that I could pull from, because that would just add stress on stress on stress. So, so that's what I, that's what I talk about is you don't need to burn the boats and just leave tomorrow into this, you know, uncharted territory. In fact, don't, maybe don't do that. Um, but just start planning and saving. You yeah. can do that. That you can do. And I think also gives you, because when I left my job, I planned for a year and so yes. I knew, okay, next March is the end for me. And yes. so I was able to save and also able to look at each of these assignments like, oh, this is probably the last time I'm going to do this assignment, you know, because like my, yeah. the way my work went, it was like very much a calendar of like, this happens at this month, this happens at this yeah. month. And, and I feel like even though still, it was still scary once I actually left of and course. I, you know, it still felt like, oh my God, now I'm adrift, you know? But, <laughs> yeah. But like knowing it, it, I think, well, definitely financially did help prepare me because then I had money for savings that I could, I had reduced my expenses, but I could still live on it. And yes. also just recognizing like, oh, it's almost like a countdown. Like each month that goes by is one less month that I'm going to mm -hmm. be here. And I guess too, we can always revise that as we go if we're like, oh, dang, I haven't saved enough or I haven't yeah. made enough traction. Like, to, I, you know what it's, as, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing it's also our perspective, how we look at the job. Right. Is this a prison or is this a support for me creating my exactly. reality? Yeah. And that's, and that's what I also like to say too, if, you know, even if, even if you're miserable, I mean, and, and if you're really in a toxic place, well, maybe you need to look for another job, but um, because that's not good for your health, but yeah, but how, but ask, your, you know, take a step back. Can you ask yourself, can I, you know, can I look at this <clears throat> steady paycheck as at, really as my investor for, for my business and be at peace with that. And just whenever you leave at the end of the day, just leave and leave yeah. all that, all the office politics behind. <laughs> right. But right. I mean, and you can do that. And, and like, I think important to say is that it's not like this is so easy and you should be able to just right. bip. Okay. Now oh, I yeah. don't worry about it. Like it's a process, it's a process, but, it's work, it's work, but we can do it. And, yes. and, 
And I think too, like having that dream be so juicy and delicious that it's like you want to go after it is kind of where you can get some of the juice to make these changes, to start to see your job as your investor, to start to build your hype file, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, beautifully said. Absolutely. We. It is that vision. It is that dream that is going to continue to pull you forward. And when you, you know, and if you don't have that, it's it, it's kind of, it's challenging for sure. What is your life like now? Like, can you even uh, just imagine, like, you must be like, oh my God, I did this. Like, it must feel so yes. wonderful. Yeah. You know, it is, you know, it's, it's so the time freedom, I think for me was the immediate time freedom was like, ah, oh, wow. I can, I feel like I can breathe that. I, I tend to be an anxious person, person anyway. Um, and so I always had like low grade anxiety throughout my corporate time, just all the time. And now, I mean, yes, there's obviously there's stressors being your own boss, working for yourself and, um, you know, navigating the financial situations, but, but it's, it's so different. I can't really put into words. It's, it's just, there's an, there's an ease even in the unknown. And I just feel like, wow, <clears throat> I jumped off the, I jumped off the hamster wheel. Yeah. And now I'm doing all these, I'm, I'm getting to do all the things that I love and figuring it, you know, and continuing to figure this whole journey out along the way. Right. There's no finish line. I was saying that to someone yeah. recently. It's like, we continue to evolve. It's not like you evolve to a certain point. And you're like, well, there you yeah. have it. You know? yeah. <laughs> All right. I am self-actualized and this is it. Oh, no, no. I never have to worry about anything ever again. Yeah, but that's so beautiful. And I can only imagine that you're like your little self is going, yeah, dude, we did yeah, it. Like we did it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, for I sure. love it. So, well, as you know, this is inner peace to go. So I wondered if you could talk a little bit about what inner peace looks like for you now in this new reality and, you know, what, what sort of things you do to create inner peace for yourself. Oh, yes. I love this. I love this question in the, in the name of your podcast. So for me, inner peace is just get waking up, being grateful that I am alive today, doing a little bit of meditation. So I'll just share some of my practices to just help me get centered. I always start the day off with some kind of meditation. Doesn't need to be an hour. It could be five minutes, but just five minutes and just literally saying, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, source. I'm, I open my eyes today and really starting off simple like that. And then at the end of the day, which I could get better at, but doing the same thing where it's just like grateful for the day. Let me just do a little wind down meditation to just help center me. So I'm not looping and thinking about what I need to do the next day, like just be present. And for me, because I, I live, I know you and I are both in LA so I've, I live by the, you're by the beach, I'm by the mountains. So for me, inner peace is going outside, getting some real vitamin D for a little bit and just walking on the trail by my house. And that's really how I find inner peace. And on days that I feel <clears throat> super scattered because that happens too, 
that's when I really go. I try to paint every day, but that's really when I'm like, okay, it is, I got to just stop everything I'm doing and just put some color on paper or, or on a canvas. So that's, that's what I do to cultivate my inner peace. Oh, that's so brilliant. Yes. I'm with you on the going outside. Like even for people who live in cold climate, if you have like warm winter clothes, just going outside can change your perspective so much. We forget how big yes. the world outside is, you know, we're yes. so like on screens and stuff. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I used to live in Boston where it's cold and I loved feeling the, the cool, the cold air on my face, maybe not staying out there forever, but still just that kind of like that wakes you up. Yeah. And it yeah. gives your mind a shift. And it too, it reminds us that we can give our mind a shift. Yes. 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 Oh, well, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for sharing so many treasures with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Sandy. This was fun. This is great. So please tell listeners where they can see your artwork, where they can connect with you, how they can find out more. Oh, and yeah. your podcast. I didn't even ask you about your oh, podcast. Yeah. Talk about all of it. Yeah. So my podcast, so you can, you can connect with me through my podcast. It's called Painting Your Path. And it's really all about creating life on your terms and metaphorically painting your path to the next area for, of your life. And people can, can also connect with me on Facebook. So if you are maybe somebody who's like, hmm, I feel like this maybe isn't you know, the path that I meant to stay on, what could, you know, what could be next? I have a group called from employee to creative entrepreneur. Um, and that's who, those are the people that I mainly work with, but yeah, come on over and it's free to join. I have a lot of great resources for you over there. And if you want to see my artwork, I, I honestly, I don't have a website, but you can connect with me on Instagram and my handle is at CCR, those are my initials, underscore sunshine. And I will put all those links in the show notes because I'm sure people are going to be curious and want, want to connect. So I thank you so much again for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Sandy. My deep thanks to Clarissa for sharing her inspiring journey. I love that she knew as a child that she wanted to be an artist. And then finally, she was able to make that come true and allow art to be part of her, her daily life and her career. So some of the takeaways here that can help us cultivate more inner peace based on what Clarissa shared is this idea of looking back at our daily and monthly accomplishments. Let's focus some attention on what we've achieved. It's so easy to get to the end of the day and look at all the stuff we didn't do, but what about all the things we did do? And I love that she said, no win is too small. Let's keep that in mind to give ourselves that boost, you know, I mentioned in the interview about the negativity bias, and this is this is a fact of our humanity, right? We're we're primed to look for danger. It's it's a holdover from our ancient days on the savanna, but we really do ourselves a disservice when we let that natural bias run our lives. We can intentionally plug in some really good stuff by looking for the positive and looking for the positive in our own achievements, in our own efforts for the day. So I loved that tip about reviewing your daily and monthly accomplishments and that no win is too small. Another takeaway for our inner peace that also has to do with the negativity bias is this idea of hypotheticals. 
and making them positive. So rather than automatically assuming like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Can we teach ourselves to consider what if it does work out? I mean, if it's a hypothetical situation and we don't know the outcome, why not allow ourselves to assume the best, assume that it will work? Like Clarissa said, you know, what if they're all million dollar ideas? And we can give ourselves that grace. I'm not saying it's going to be easy and I'm not saying we're going to do it every time. But if we notice that we always default to assuming it won't work, how might we change our energy if we default to assuming it will? And then finally, remembering some of the strategies that Clarissa shared as far as dealing with our inner critic. We all have an inner critic, even the most accomplished and folks we admire the most have an inner critic. You know, I've been reading Michelle Obama's latest book and she talks about her own self-doubt. So inner critic is something we all have to deal with. And that's why I think having strategies, knowing that this can come up and having strategies we can employ is really, really helpful. So just to review what Clarissa was suggesting was building a hype file for yourself, whether that's a digital or analog file of just positive feedback, a record of your accomplishments, something to remind yourself how amazing you are that you can just draw from when you're feeling really low, when you're feeling really crappy, when the critic's voice is loud, to just have that resource to draw from. She also uses um, cancel, cancel, just saying out loud or to yourself, cancel, cancel, like I recognize the critic and I'm canceling you right now. Um, the strategy that I cited from Anne Lamott about picturing your critic as some kind of critter and putting it in a jar as she does with uh, her inner critic that she sees as mice and puts them in a jar on the desk so they can't bother her writing. And then finally, to move your body, to just physically move your energy, get up and get a glass of water, go walk around the block, give your full body a shake, have a mini dance party, do something to shake up that energy that is that thought energy is also physical energy. So let's move it around and shake that inner critic right out. So I hope that this episode was inspiring for you. I hope these strategies are ones you can use. Let me know if you try them. I really hope that they bring you a greater sense of peace, even in tiny doses. You know, I'll take any dose I can get of inner peace. So I hope it's useful. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please drop me a line. I would love to hear from you. You can catch up with me on Instagram at you know Sandy, and I have a brand new website at sandycohen.net. So check me out over there, and I will talk to you soon. I hope you have a very peaceful week. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox.